Welcome to the podcast of tomorrow, a future Emma podcast where today we are talking about season 11, episode 7, Rage Against the Vaccine. I am Lindsay Wilson, joined as always by Alex Coons. Alex, how are you feeling? Are you angry? <laughs> I'm not. I, well, maybe I am a little bit angry about this episode. Uh, this episode was <laughs> probably the weakest so far, so I'm angry yeah. in that sense, but uh, it wasn't horrible. Uh, I was going to nope. come on and say uh, we're ready for the most like apt podcasting ever with a <laughs> medical professional. I don't what is what is your <laughs> you're not a medical professional. You're just a scientist who uh, I'm a, like a public health things. professional. <laughs> you're a public health professional. So get ready for all of these uh, well-informed takes, research fact opinions, uh, et cetera, yes. et cetera. The bar has never been higher. Uh, all opinions are my own, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yes, I definitely during COVID is when everyone suddenly was like, hey, I finally heard the word for that job you have because everyone was suddenly <laughs> yeah. like an epidemiologist, you say. Like, yes, yeah. that is the job that I have. Yeah. So, yeah. Big, big win for me. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, were you probably like the best time ever to be an epidemiologist in terms of like relevance and impact? Were you like, you know, when you started studying this field, were you like, yeah, this is like a thing, but it's not the biggest deal in the world and then definitely. like the COVID changed that yeah yeah my I, yeah I wouldn't argue as the best time but definitely it was the most relevant <laughs> right. time where when I went into epi I was like yeah I guess like maybe this was the wrong call and I kept saying to people like in a take that has aged more poorly than perhaps any other take I've ever had <laughs> I said there really aren't that many infectious diseases left and I'm not that interested <laughs> in chronic disease. And I just feel like as long as I'm going to work in Canada, there's really no infectious disease that anybody yeah. really is paying attention to. And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> now, now it is certainly your entire career very yeah relevant. So yeah, like when I started, it felt very much like everyone was looking at, you know, heart disease and diabetes. It's like, okay, yeah. I don't care. Um, Did you go to med like did you go to medical school or is it like a no. science degree it is a science degree in the faculty of medicine got it so most people who do this degree are in the faculty of medicine but are not at med school <laughs> i can't wait for like world altering uh bar charts in python to make an impact because that's like all i do for my <laughs> job it's like oh you want to make a box plot it's like this function that you can like go go learn about on your own Honestly, that's mostly what we do as well. <laughs> yeah. Big chart energy. <laughs> yeah, but you have si like, but you know what you're talking about behind the scenes too. I know like a little bit of, I guess, computer science lore and you know how uh, to make the chart. You don't necessarily understand the data that goes into the chart. <laughs> yeah, or it's like like I understand, you know, archaic academic computer science nonsense of mm. doing silly proofs and doing all that yes. stuff, and and none of that is relevant for for an actual job. But Seems as a side like effect, it. I can also make a bar chart. <laughs> Seems like it's been relevant for the job you have. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All right. So, Alex, how was your week? My week was fine. What has happened? Saw a movie. I saw Dumb Money, the movie about the uh, GameStop stock. Ah, um, yes, yes, I, yes. Yeah, very good. Paul da Paul Dano, Dano. Okay, Dano, I believe. Dano, great in it as always. Lots of like weird surprise celebrity co-star or like appearances. Never so, heard yeah, of this film, but I could see it being one. <laughs> Yeah, I think it is like just released or maybe early release in New York. It's it seemed like it was produced by a very small company, but it has lots of big names attached to it. And yeah, it was like less respectable social network to some degree. <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, good, good. Uh, yeah, I learned mostly everything I know about that GameStop stuff from the If Books Could Kill 
Patreon feed, not to promote another podcast that is much more successful than ours. (laughs) Yeah. Is that like a book club podcast where they discuss books? It is the, essentially, it's about like bad airport books is what they call it. So it's Ah, like, they're talking about like the four hour work week and like, you know, atomic habits and that kind of shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Gladwell uh, yeah. stuff as well. <laughs> this the old Jeff Probst favorite, Malcolm Gladwell. Indeed, yes. Well, what were you up to this week? What was I up to this week? I am moving on Monday or Tuesday. So starting that process, there's been a lot of packing, a lot of getting rid of stuff, giving people my belongings that I don't want to take. Yeah, so it's been a lot of that, a very boring week. We will say right now I'm moving next week and Alex has a work trip, so we are taking a week off with apologies yes. for that. But we haven't missed a week in a while, so I think it's... Hopefully yeah, we've been pretty good. What what are some like borderline items that you gave away of like, oh, should I keep this? This this might be good. This might not be good. What are some of the ones that like barely missed the cut? I haven't had too many of those, but I did have one that was very difficult to do where mm-hmm. we have this plant. It's like a, a rubber plant and it is beautiful. And we, <laughs> I mean, to be clear, it's not like a fake plant. It's, the plant yeah. is a rubber plant. Anyway, yes, we got it in February and it has just like, thrived under my care in a way that no plant ever has this thing has just like (laughs) completely taken off it looks incredible and we can't bring it with us so i had to give away my beautiful plant but i gave it to one of my friends who's like obsessed with plants and much better with plants so hopefully she will continue to take care of it (laughs) yeah we try we try to not accumulate too much stuff but both laura and i each have a separate closet where we're where we just like toss all of our garbage that we don't closet of shame yeah exactly it's a closet of shame that's like filled with like you know literal trash like a a box from an iphone or whatever (laughs) that you just don't think about until you move and then you open it up and it's it's a giant pile of garbage there has been a bit of that of like finding old laptops and i'm like how do you get rid of this like i've been just moving it from apartment to apartment being like i don't know how to dispose of this i'm sure there's a way but yeah, I don't know. I I always want because there's like services that can do that. Can't you just smash it in half? Again, this is coming from the guy who's saying, oh, I'm a computer scientist. I know what I'm talking <laughs> about. But like, can't you just like smash the chips and then therefore uh, yeah, maybe yeah, I don't know how these things work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm like, oh, I need to like wipe the hard drive. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I guess I could just do some sort of factory reset <laughs> and then dump it throw in the, it in the trash. Yeah, you probably shouldn't dump it in the ocean. That's probably yeah, throw it overboard. Very... Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how you get rid of these things, but it's been fine. Cam was very much like, we can just bring everything in our suitcases. And I was like, we definitely can't. We need to like <laughs> hire a moving company. And then yeah. we have now that we've assembled everything, there are like 12 large bins of stuff. So I was like, we could not have <laughs> taken this on a plane. Yeah. Yeah. There was a point in my life when everything was moved in like giant 75 pound suitcases. But mm-hmm. I'm, I too. No more. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, so overall, let's get into this episode. Overall thoughts. I think we've alluded to this is not not great. This is only okay. (laughs) It's definitely the most 2023. Am I right? Type jokes. Mm -hmm. The most it will be the most dated in, you know, 10 years, I'm sure. Can you think of another future on the episode that that is this tied to a particular time? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like maybe the Bitcoin stuff a little bit will be very dated. But the thing that I was sort of pleasantly surprised by, I guess I'll say with respect to this episode, is that I expected it to be a parody of COVID. And so I thought that they were going to just completely be like, oh, nothing happened. And now it's this new plague and we're just going to kind of do a COVID thing. And I was very pleasantly surprised that they were like, no, (laughs) COVID happened. COVID happened. Yeah. 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 I was, I think I was expecting pretty much what the episode is of just like, 
hey, here's what kind of what happened with COVID. Here were all of the like significant event events. Here's mm-hmm. masking. Here's this thing, that thing. Yeah. Here's like isolation, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I suppose the Hermes voodoo stuff is like a yes. bizarre turn. Um, <laughs> Certainly. But, yeah. Oh, uh, tying it back to our scrollable. What is the term? Not scrollable. The you skip the first 10 minutes of the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, scrubbing. Scrub. Bring it back to the scrubbable intro portion of the show. So I saw Bad Money and it was, you know, set in 2021. And it was like the first the first piece of film or TV show that had that like directly addressed COVID or like had COVID in the timeline. Like other stuff has, but it was interesting to see that be an actual plot point. And I feel like, you know, in three, four years, we're going to be getting much more of COVID stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I listened to a podcast that I think was possibly Urgent Care, uh, which was an advice podcast by Joel Kimbister and Mitra Johari. But there was a moment in there where they were like, yeah, and I mean, technically, maybe it wasn't them. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Point is, they're like, yeah, there's definitely some shows that haven't done a COVID episode. And I just want to say to them, there's still time not to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have the rest of your series not to do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so that was good, I guess, in my mind that they at least acknowledged the existence of COVID, but yeah, it was not not great. All right, so let's go through it. The opening subtitle, try unplugging it and plugging it back in. So good. (laughs) Also very relevant to my profession. A lot of a lot of giving that exact advice and calling yourself an IT person. Yes. Did you watch the IT crowd? I did not know. Yeah, there is a line in that where it's just constantly them going like, Hello, IT. Did you try turning it off and on? So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am looking up the boop corner thing, but what did you write down? Boop, there it is. I have man trying to catch a hot dog. It's like a kind of like slippery hot potato sequence of him juggling some food. Okay. I'm having a hard time finding anything, but this, according to Wikipedia, is called Circus by MGM from 1932. And when I typed that in to Google, Polly of the Circus comes up, which is a hmm. appears to be a live action thing with Clark Gable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. And Polly of the Wait, Circus. What year is it from? 1932. 1932. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Polly of the Circus freaks the 1932 film. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So, a unidentified boot corner. Indeed. Yes. So, I don't know what to do with that, but that's the information that I have. Yeah. Let me see we need Jeremy like to, to give a sound drop for when we can't figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking and like it doesn't link out to anything. Sometimes it does, and this time it does not. So let me look on just a regular Wikipedia and see what happens. Rage against the vaccine. For our eventual like mid-season middle show or like show between seasons, we should watch some of these boot corner 1932 <laughs> animations and uh-huh. yes. talk about what happens that is an option (laughs) (laughs) that certainly is an option yes if you want to give up on hugh jackcast yeah uh hugh jackman divorced oh yeah true we should have featured that in our hugh jackman corner yeah jeremy let us know i said that now is the time to strike that a single depressed man uh, is the perfect form for podcasting surely the only version of him we can get on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yes. All right. So the episode opens up. It is the Back to Normal Festival that was rescheduled from 2021 to 3023, which I did like because I definitely remember that feeling of 2021 being like, okay, everything will be normal now. It's like, never mind. (laughs) We're back to another year of lockdown. 
Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, there's a new virus that's coming out called Explovid-19, which is characterized <laughs> by blinding, uncontrollable anger. And it's coming out of the sewer. And so now there's a travel ban on. Yes. Very sad for Leela's parents. They're down in the sewer. Leela comes home and is, you know, immediately a, a factor, I suppose. Yes, definitely. And yeah, she just like appears through, there's a sewer manhole thing right in the living room of Planet Express. And so, yeah, so she just comes out of there and immediately they're coughing and everyone's just like, which definitely, I mean, was a big part of the fear of COVID, right? Where you were just like, everyone is a threat. Yeah. How do you have any COVID stories looking back on the early days of like doing, you know, spraying down the groceries with disinfectant or, you know. I didn't spray um, down the groceries, but I definitely like wiped down the counters a lot. I washed my hands a lot, a lot <laughs> to the point where they were like cracked and bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I definitely was like extremely cautious and very nervous. You never got yeah. it, right? I never got it. I still have never got it. Perhaps this weekend in the cases do seem to be surging again. They do. Uh, they so do we be surging. See, we will see if this one finally gets me. But yeah, I, I'm like the only person I know that has never gotten it. It's crazy. Yeah, I was definitely among the last people that I know to get it where I didn't get it until December of 2022. And so I yeah. was well behind everybody else. But yep. I, I'm shocked. I mean, you might have guessed this from my personality, but I was a very sickly young kid stayed indoors a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh you know just like constantly getting colds in the winter and stuff so I, I don't know maybe my immune system really grew over that experience a very frail child <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so good your frail constitution oh yeah. man anyway so back at the festival that is going on bill nye the super spreader of truth his mm-hmm. head shows up and he's there to talk about the pandemic is over, but then Leela's coughing. She's the one who delivered the head. And then Bill Nye's coughing and everyone else is coughing. And it's very bad. Yeah. I had a good Bill Nye story recently. I might have told this oh on the God. podcast even. I was talking with my roommate. This was about the whenever the Met Gala happens, the like fashion show in New York. I was talking with my roommate once and she was saying, oh, yeah, did you know Anna Wintour is dating Bill Nye? And I was like, wait a minute, what? Like, how do they meet? This, Explain this yourself. Is, yeah, this, this is like a New York roommate situation where we're like friendly to each other, but we like never hang out at all. And like, you know, we just like make, make pleasant chit chat in the kitchen. And so it was just like, oh, that's like a weird thing. Like, you know, I'm going to ask a couple follow up questions, but not really like investigate this. And then like days later, I was I think I was telling Laura this and she was like, there's no way that's true that it Anna simply can't dating be true. Bill and <laughs> the the truth is that she's dating Bill Nighy, which <laughs> makes different a lot more sense. Entirely. Yeah, very wow. different person. Seems like a better pair. But I always love to imagine Bill Nye going to the Met Gala with with Anna Wintour. Incredible. That's so good. Super spreader of truth. But it turns out that your roommate is just like the super spreader of misinformation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you're just like, sure, I guess it's true. <laughs> yeah, like, oh my, that seems really surprising, but I'm going to like cook, finish cooking my dinner and then get out of here. <laughs> An incredible story. <laughs> wow, that's great. All right, so Leela is clearly spreading it. Everyone's mad at her. And she's like, I guess I do feel a couple degrees angrier than normal. <laughs> and the professor has a new test that helps you see if you have it or if you're just a jerk. <laughs> and it's this like big Q-tip thing. You collect some brain matter. Yeah, I think this has been done of like the COVID test process sucks. <laughs> yeah, the the brain poke was was bad. I, I do like that the 
virus here is like an anger virus rather than some like actual med- medical condition. I think that that is at least like a less cringy, depressing story. And then also like, you know, everyone did get kind of pissed off and angry and country divided, et cetera, et cetera, right. through the pandemic. So also still, still topical. Yes, definitely. And Layla is sick and she's like, no, I'm not. You're testing. And so does your ugly face. And then they <laughs> send her up to the quarantine angry dome thing. And she's mm-hmm. just like stomping around up there, ranting about things. How was your quarantine experience when you when you had COVID? Fine. So it was sufficiently late in the game that it was extremely mild. I think I had a very gentle variant. Mm-hmm. So I just had very mild cold symptoms, like a slight sniffle. And so I had to like be across the room from everyone, but that was about it. I just like wore a mask in the house and made an effort not to be around anyone, but we were at my parents' house. So it was kind of impossible to Mm. be completely away from everyone, but I just like wore a mask and ate apart from everyone else. But yeah, yeah, it was pretty fine. But when Cam had it, we like were in separate rooms for seven days or whatever. And that was terrible. I hated it when we did. (laughs) Yeah, I'm bored. <laughs> Stop being sick. <laughs> oh, so good. I breaking news just because he's about to post it. But beloved Jeremy just post just sent me a a thing that I won't watch until after we're done here. But it is something he's about to post for Teacher Appreciation Week at his bookstore, and he is wow. speed reading the names of every teacher that he has ever had in his entire <laughs> life. He was consulting me earlier in the day, asking me to try to remember the name of our uh, middle school art teacher. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, I I feel like I could not pull up very many of my old like certainly some teachers I could. But yeah, art teachers, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, impossible. Impossible. Anyway, sorry about that little digression. (laughs) I'm sure very high production value from Jeremy. He never disappoints. Yes, definitely not. So, yes. So Nixon is issuing an executive aru. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, to, I, I like that. To prevent the transmission of upsetting remarks. And also Hermes is an, instituting a remote work policy. Yes, very long Zoom sequence here. of People in the yes. Zoom call pulling all of the typical Zoom shenanigans of that connection. Vendors eating on camera. Amy's using the filters. What else do we have here? Yeah, they refer back to that guy who looked like a cat in the like Senate hearing or whatever. I assure you that I am not a teddy bear or whatever. Um, Zoom bombing of a stranger jumping in. I don't know how prevalent that was. Like, uh, yeah, they made it sound like it was happening constantly. I don't know if that's true, but the it's that old woman and she's like, can you deliver my prescription? They're like, we could, but we won't. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And the professor hates this. And so he's like, everyone just come in person, even though it's like a health code violation or whatever. Yeah, the professor is not wearing pants, which is, of course, a classic. And then I really love Scruffy is in this, and he's reading Contagious Floozies, as mm-hmm. the magazine that he's reading. <laughs> I didn't catch that, but that's very good. I didn't love this stuff from Amy once I get into the office where she's like, I heard it's not real, like the moon landing. And they're like, you grew up on Mars. You went to the moon last week. I was like, all right, we're trying a bit hard here. Yeah, again, I, I mean, they're just doing everything related to COVID and crazy conspiracies, I suppose, is yes. certainly a part of that, but. Yeah, nothing that surprising or interesting throughout most of this. The Zoom section made me think of the Parks and Rec reunion thing. Yeah, Yeah, reunion, which I imagine looking back on that is very, very cringy now. Probably, probably not great. It's funny, amazing how many things did that and you just never think about them again. But (laughs) I did like that Amy, when she's wearing her mask, it's not covering her nose. They all have like the different ways of incorrectly wearing the mask. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I like vendors. It was like pulled over his head. 
Yeah. I wore a mask for a very, very long time. And I always said that I would be pretty comfortable never not wearing a mask again on an airplane because I spent like my entire life getting a cold after every flight. And I was just like, this is a nightmare. And then it was just such a long time where I just didn't get a cold. And I was like, oh, maybe I should just do this forever. But, you know, transition to the new normal. That is the thing too, where I wonder if, you know, in a couple of years, I will return to sickly child mode of, <laughs> of not getting, not getting sick at all over, you know, five years and having a terrible mm-hmm. immune system now. Yeah. I definitely got a cold after my most recent flight. So I was like, oh, we're back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, Hermes now is going to pivot the storyline completely and is now going to be about <laughs> voodoo and zombieism. And he says that that's what's actually going on here. It's a zombieism thing. And the cure is voodoo. And the professor is like, what are you talking about? Yes, a very strange pivot, given that everything else is like so topical to go like completely in the other direction for really the back half of the episode is is a little bit strange. Yes. Yeah, there Hermes is trying to persuade La Barbara that they should go to New Orleans to get some voodoo magic or whatever. It just happens to be at the same time as Mardi Gras. And she's like, absolutely not. I'm not into this. Zombieism killed my father and then brought him back to life. Yes, of course. Yes. And he has to seek out the practitioners of the dark arts on his own. Yes. This I feel like I'm doing lots of tangents in this episode, but my (laughs) my beloved Big Brother 25 just had a scary week. Where yes, I heard that. Yes. Iconic double eviction, the most exciting night of the season where they vote out someone and then they do a full week of Big Brother in the span of 42 minutes and another person is voted out. So they did that and it was excellent. And the two people that everyone hates got voted out. And then they did a twist of you two people that got voted out. You are going back into the house as zombies. And in one week's time, one of you will be brought back to life. And so we now have a full week of nothing. And then, <laughs> and then in fact, taking one step backwards as someone is brought back to life. So yes, I heard that they are wearing tattered clothing, but nothing else to make them look like zombies. It's all very <laughs> silly. I didn't know if you were still watching it. I certainly am not. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's your big brother update. Zombieism is happening there. And it is also ruining that show. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Two shows in one week. All right. So Hermes is going to fly to New Orleans. He is offered the business or fighting section. He takes business, <laughs> but there still seems to be a lot of fighting in the business section. Yeah, I guess this is like more topical humor, but I, I like this more just because of absurd airplane shenanigans of yeah, someone's like trying to stuff their husband in the overhead compartment and starts getting in a fight with the flight attendant and then the passenger starts getting in, flight, in a fight with them for taking videos and just, you know, mm-hmm. absolute chaos on the plane. Yeah, so everyone has their masks around their necks, so classic. I don't have any wacky airport or airplane person stories, I don't think. Thank God I do not either, because that would be very stressful. If if this was produced, you know, three to four months later, I'm sure we would have gotten a clip of the woman that said that MFR back there isn't real. Are you aware of this? Uh Yes, of course. Yeah, Yeah. she's great. Person (laughs) of the year. (laughs) incredible stuff yes all right so back in new york i was trying to figure out what my notes meant i just wrote nny but new new york so they said that the most prominent egghead has a vaccine it is of course farnsworth but also (laughs) wernstrom they have each developed them there is a comment of like it's as potent as it is untested which i think is like maybe a risky (laughs) area for them to head down but then they talk about how they're essentially identical vaccines are far superior to one another Yes, I agree. I think much like the conspiracy theory stuff, this is like approaching territory where it's like, you know, people that have these points points of view are like actually potentially causing harm and danger. And so 
I was fine for the Wernstrom is like the two shot variety. Farnsworth is three shots, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Like all that stuff is kind of good, but yeah. Yes. I did actually think this is funny. I got a little bit nervous and they were like, oh, what about people saying that your vaccine is going to make them sterile? And he's like, but sterility is essential. But then his explanation is kids are what make people the angriest. Everyone hates kids. <laughs> yeah, I like that too. I like that he also says it comes with a scrap of easily lost paper, which definitely <laughs> happened down here of getting your like uh-huh. vaccine passport or whatever and your mm-hmm. little record of getting getting vaccined. Yes, we had ours on our phones, which was much better. Yeah, certainly not sustain that kind of infrastructure. <laughs> so dr banjo who i did kind of remember he's apparently from the previous reboot and normally i don't okay. remember anything from that but i did kind of remember this guy but he's the only one only journalist who brought his own facts which i did like yeah so this is a uh monkey what's that? an orangutan i guess i think so, and yeah. i guess this is like a joe rogan type thing he says it's dr banjo from the experience podcast experience hour <laughs> and yeah, so it seems to just be a play on the on those dang podcasters. We hate them. We hate them. <laughs> They're all the worst. <laughs> all their hot takes. I did like that one of the other reporters here was the crossword puzzle editor taking a question. Yes, very good. Yes, yeah, so famously, you and I are both big fans of the crossword editor. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So back with Hermes, the plane goes down and he manages to get away from the wreckage that was caused by this fight. And he's going after the smell of gumbo and the streets are disgusting. They don't really get into this. It's like very swampy and gross. And he's just like wading through ankle high filth. Yeah. Have you ever been to New Orleans? Never. No, have you? I have not. Yeah. I hear Bourbon Street is just like constantly a, you know, crazy party. And so I'm sure that's what they're going for here. Streets are flowing with urine. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) With apologies to the people of New Orleans, they've already been offended (laughs) enough by it. It's interesting that they went back to this well after like the streetcar named Desire thing caused them to have to apologize to New Orleans. What are what are the odds that any of the writers know that story? <laughs> and Probably the story zero. being that, yeah, Simpsons uh, made fun of New Orleans in the Streetcar Named Desire episode. And then the following week had to have Bart write on the chalkboard what I, I will not, not make fun of New Orleans or yeah. whatever. Yeah. New Orleans. We, I made a new friend recently that is in the musical writing business. She's like trying to write musicals. And yeah. she said she's like taking courses or whatever. And one of the courses that she was taking involves like an assignment where they have to write a musical about um streetcar named desire and i was like Whoa. do you know about the simpsons episode and she's like i don't but like five dudes in my class started talking about it mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i used to work as i've probably mentioned on this podcast uh, at a community theater and we did a production of streetcar named desire and yeah. all of the annoying dudes and I were like, <laughs> let's talk about this musical all the time. And I think they watched it as a cast because a lot of people yeah. started mentioning it a lot of the time. Like streetcar. Yeah. Yeah. Street <laughs> all right. So, yes, Hermes goes to a voodoo shop and he sees a bunch of tarot cards and he has to kind of pick which one he wants. One is like a man being crushed by a beignet, a man being <laughs> beaten by the saint's mascot. <laughs> And I think yeah, he chooses I, the one that just has a picture of gumbo. <laughs> yeah, there's also the the key of bones, which also ends up being a part of the, the story here. I got like a little bit lost about what was going on here. So the yes. tarot cards are just literally what, how you find the cure to 
the zombieism. I guess. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't really understand what the point of this was either. But yeah. So meanwhile, the professor is really struggling to get people to take his vaccine. Like, why is everyone but me so stupid? And it's because everyone but him uses social media. And so he's missing out on all the stuff about like how the vaccine is destroying your lungs while you're smoking and that kind of thing. Yeah. Social media commentary stuff. Again, pretty basic stuff. Yes, exactly. And it cuts to the kid on Omicron, Percy A8, Omicron. <laughs> He's the one posting on Facebag. And they said, the crazier, the better. Tell them that worm medicine helps. So the second uh, ivermectin reference in as many episodes, <laughs> in three episodes yeah. or something. Yes. Yeah, good call. Yeah, this is very good of like the foreign agent posting misinformation on Facebook yes. to make, make Earth go crazy. Yes, exactly. So meanwhile, Fry brings Leela some flowers in her dome. I tried shoving these flowers where you said, but I couldn't manage it. <laughs> so I'm bringing them to you. And, yeah, very uh, sweet, innocent Fry. Yes. And he says he doesn't care that he's now been exposed. He's just going to hang out with Leela. He's tired of being separated. And so they both instantly get sick, but they're just like making it while furious, I guess. Yeah. Uh, again, reasonable uh, course of action after enough quarantine. Yes. So Hermes finds a robot skeleton, bone bot. He's three boned years old or whatever, <laughs> something like that. I thought Jeremy would probably like that. All this like bone voyage, <laughs> bone related errand. Yeah. Yeah. A uh, very brief uh, cameo as they're going along in their fan boat. You see the mermaids from the Deep South episode. Really nothing yes. here. <laughs> the um, This episode came out a couple of weeks ago. We're like still a couple of weeks behind on the Hulu episodes. But um, a few weeks ago, I got an email at potoftomorrow at gmail.com from Futurama Wiki with my notification of the the Deep South episode, which uh, has been changed. Oh uh, no. so I, immediate, I immediately went to see what was up and it was just a reference to, oh, these people also show up in, in the vaccine episode. I love that you have an alert on for that. If anyone missed oh, yeah. any of that, go listen to our Deep South episode because that we were riled up. That's yes, good constant stuff. vigilance. Constant can never, vigilance. <laughs> can never let it go. Yeah, that's right. So Hermes goes into this creepy house that gives him the heebie-jeebies. The bone bot refuses to go in with him. And inside we meet Barbados Slim, who I don't think we have encountered in our regular watch yet. So this is probably confusing for you. <laughs> this was confusing. I was thinking it's surprising that they just drop these characters in with no explanation. Uh, yes. I suppose it doesn't really matter. You pretty much figure out what's going on almost immediately of uh, La Barbara being into this guy, maybe an ex-flame, yeah. Barbados Slim being very fit and yeah. Hermes not, but... Yes. These people magazine sexiest man alive. I, yes. I the way I recall it, I believe they were both Olympians in limboing and makes sense. Yeah, an ex flame, I believe. And he picked she La Barbara picked Hermes over Barbado Slim, but then he comes back in the reboot and La Barbara briefly goes for him instead. I looked into this and it was something about like in the reboot, Hermes loses his body and it's just a head in a jar, <laughs> and so she leaves him. But then there are also constant references after that to them still hooking up still behind Hermes's yeah. back and we get that here obviously and he's like come inside make yourself feel inadequate yeah so I mean one very sad for Hermes and then maybe an episode in the future of him like getting revenge on Barbados Slim here yeah maybe and so the alien invaders from Omicron Percy I-8 they show up they it cuts to Zap and Kif they're just shooting at each other instead of at the aliens <laughs> both sides must be destroyed and uh, mm -hmm. yeah really just taking advantage of all these internal divisions here Yes, very much the opposite of Watchmen, I thought, where the giant alien invasion <laughs> brings everyone together. Right. Not so much. <laughs> Not so much. Yeah, I guess we could have just kept going. Yeah, maybe we will. So Lur is just like coughing immediately when he gets up to make a speech <laughs> to everyone. And he says that he's going to rule mercilessly over this weak and divided 
people or whatever. And then he starts sneezing and they say that it has, the virus is mutated and now it's a highly contagious Omicron variant. And I did go, yeah, okay. Did yeah, make me like not appreciatively. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I'll give you this one. <laughs> a slight exhale of air. Yeah. Yeah, the exactly. Classics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, an amused exhale. Yes. So it was also very begrudging. I was like, all right, fine. <laughs> you yeah. win this round, right? <laughs> but yes. All right. So back at the voodoo hq <laughs> turns out that's where they are and Barbados slim is like no i'm not the best one here you need the best of the best to address this zombieism thing because like i it's not my area of expertise and the best of the best is la barbara and she's also good at voodoo too like you two are yeah, mostly I, ancient history so he, he gets it he knows what's going on i do like that the uh voodoo is like a highly scientific lab it's just you know yes. uh, a laboratory and so that, that made, me, made me laugh that uh the voodoo is just straight up science Yes, and Hermes is going to say, like, what is this well-lit sorcery or something? Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, let's see. Yeah, they go on this whole thing about, like, presumably, well, Barbara and Barbados are cheating on each other, on Hermes, whatever, it's all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And the immune system produces anti-jujus that attack the spike, spike protein, and uh, yeah, she injects Hermes with her new vaccine and then makes it with Barbados Slim to see how angry Hermes gets. Yeah, I do love that this vaccine, they uh, put a little like voodoo doll on top of people's arms as they're giving yes. them the vaccine, uh, which is very much like, uh, like, oh, don't worry, this isn't science. This is uh, <laughs> something else. And uh, makes you think about whether people would have bought that, bought into that more if it was like, uh, like, oh, this is like a good luck charm rather than. Right. It's natural medicine. medicine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And Hermes just says, like, I feel a normal, easy to repress rage. So no need for further testing. <laughs> and so everyone is lined up to get this new vaccine. Dr. Banjo says, can you assure me that there's absolutely no science in this vaccine? And they say there's nothing but 100% Louisiana swap voodoo. Mumbo gumbo, <laughs> if you will. And advanced magic is indistinguishable from science, which I believe is a quote from someone in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, let's look up that quote. Advanced science is indistinguishable from magic, something like that. Any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Which there is it is. An Arthur C. Clarke. Arthur C. Clarke quote, it seems like. I think it's pretty sophisticated to be able to say this is a quote from someone in reverse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very informed on this podcast. Yes. So yeah, that's the episode. Who won this episode, Alex? Let's see. Who won? I guess Hermes kind of saved the day. Developed a I he, he didn't develop the vaccine though. I guess La Barbara did. Yeah, I guess so. Um, He's the one, I guess, who identified what needed to happen. So he was sort of the impetus behind it. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, LaBarbera and her team of scientists saved the La day. LaBarbera keeps pulling off the cheating, which, I mean, I mm-hmm. guess good for her. Um, Gets to make it with her. Barbados Slim. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it to them. And so then it seems losers, like she is uh, the big winner. <laughs> yeah. The losers, Zoidberg doesn't even talk in this episode, does he? <laughs> Zoidberg gets his nose stretched and he is ah. grumpy about it. Right, yes. <laughs> Oh, true. He like eats the Q-tip or something. You like he. I feel like he enjoys it or something. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Who else lost? Lur. I mean, Lur yes. tries to invade Earth and doesn't end up working. Yeah, it gets too sick to invade. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that seems fine. Alila and Fry end up kind of on the same page. They beat each other up a lot, but are seemingly fine at the end of the episode. Yeah, I'd give winners to them. They, I guess, they were infected by the virus, but dealt with it. They're fine. Delta with it. All right. So next week, which will actually be in two weeks because we are taking next week off. But in two weeks, we will talk about Zap Gets Canceled, which is episode number eight. We're really getting there. Only three episodes left in the season. I think this one is maybe 
okay. I can't remember what people thought. I read somewhere that there were two bad ones in a row, but yeah. I think this might be the okay one and the next one is bad. Unclear, but we will see. The it synopsis seems we... iffy. I mean, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, the synopsis is when Zap is canceled for crude behavior, Leela takes over as captain of the Nimbus on a critical mission. So yeah. risky, I think, this title. Yeah, similar similar risks to this one of, oh, mm-hmm. cancel culture. Let's do a bunch of jokes about cancel culture. Yes. Again, like... It's fine. It's probably just been done a million times before. Like very much Simpsons, Bart versus Malibu Stacy was at the episode mm-hmm. of uh, the feminist episode that like yes. was, was. How do you remember all these? I always forget all of them. And then you mentioned them like, oh, yeah, we did talk about that. Very good. I just have like five in my memory that are my talking <laughs> points. of so, Like race, mm-hmm. Maggie doing cute animal stuff, being good, mm-hmm. Rob Oliver animation, et cetera, et cetera. The show being like, we hate the patriarchy or whatever. And spray yeah. paint. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, incredible. All right. Well, Alex, how can people get in touch with us if they would like to do so? Yeah, write us an email, uh, potoftomorrow at gmail.com. You can give us all your vaccine takes and such. Please don't. Likely not be read on the podcast. (laughs) You can tell us what you think of cancel culture, you know, all this great stuff. Really just inviting (laughs) everyone to send all of their worst things. Yeah, no, I I, we we much prefer butchers writing in about what's the deal with the lumps on the meat. If you're a yeah an IT professional, tell us how to get rid of our laptops appropriately. Yes, we would appreciate if, that. If smashing it is a good idea, because again, that's my <laughs> take of just smash this into tiny little chunks. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. All right. Incredible. You can hear more from me over on BoJack Horsepot if you are so inclined. And that is about it for now. So yeah, we'll see you in two weeks. Bye.